Hey guys, Radiate Church would love to invite you to join us in our first ever You Matter kickoff party on October 28th from 5 to 7 p.m. at the Lugolf Elgin High School Football Stadium. It's going to be a blast for the whole community and the entire county to come together and enjoy some fun. We'll have live music, live service, bounce houses, food trucks, and so much more that'll be there just for you. You can go to radiatechurch.net for more information and we can't wait to see you there. Now enjoy this message from our You Matter series. Awesome. So right now we're in our You Matter series, and it's week three of You Matter, but it's really not just a a series. This entire series is going to culminate into our annual serving week, which is going to take place at the end of the month. And um, it's just an amazing annual opportunity. We say, hey, we're about outreach all year, but we're going to take one week throughout the year, and we're going to go all in on it with tons of life groups, all of our teams. And this year is going to take a super... um, unique spin where we're going to kick the entire thing off at Lugolf Elgin High School Stadium, which is going to be so amazing. So from five to seven, you're going to have food trucks, bounce houses, an amazing um, experience of live worship and a live message from Pastor Brandon. So I'm excited for what God's going to do in this community this You Matter week, right? Last You Matter week was incredible. I actually was looking over some of the numbers recently and um, it was like over 1,500 people were served, uh, thousands of hours were served. I mean, just we really were able to let people know that they matter, right? And that's, we're going to pick up and we're going to continue that thought um, today. So if you're taking notes, um, I don't really have a title for you, but I have a thought that we're going to talk about today. And that thought is this, is that it matters to God that people matter to you. I'm going to say it one more time. It matters to God that people matter to you. And we're going to look at a passage really quick. We're going to use kind of like a vehicle to, to travel to a couple other passages, I believe, are going to help gel this idea for us today. And our main passage is in 1 John, and it's 1 John 4, 12. And it's going to come on the screen behind me. And it says this, No one has seen God at any time, but if we love one another, God abides in us, and his love is perfected in us. What a powerful verse. This is becoming one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. And as you can see, there's, a, there's an element of some relationships here, and we'll talk about that in a second. But just paraphrase, this verse is saying essentially that God wants to have a relationship with us. He wants us to be the conduit in which he can work through and that people's lives are changed and that that love comes to full measure when it's reproduced through us to somebody else. The same love that he has for us and the same relationship that he wants for us. And, you know, and like I said, we can't quite get the idea right of we're going to, you know, um, we're going to have a relationship with other people and we're going to allow God to work through us if we haven't quite engaged in that relationship to begin with, right? And God's incredibly intentional about the relationship that he wants to have with his people. And he's been very clear about that since the beginning of time. So if you were looking at your Bible right now and you were to go to the very beginning, page one, past the table of contents to the actual page one, you would see that in Genesis 1-2 that it says that the world is without form and it's full of void. In the Hebrew, that is a very cool turn of phrase called tohu wabohu. So in the first three days, God says, I'm going to, to address the tohu. I'm going to create texture, and I'm going to create mountain ranges and oceans, and I'm going to create the cosmos in which we're going to dwell in, our world's going to dwell in. 
next three days, he's going to address the bohu. He's going to address the fact that we're void. And he's going to create a world teeming with life from the waters to the air. But on day six, he gets a little flair for the dramatic when it comes to humans, right? And we're going to pick up really quick in Genesis 126 because, like I said, I, I think it's going to really, we're going to learn something here that we're going to be able to con- make a connection right back to First John. Genesis 126 says this, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, right? So we could tell from the very beginning that God's intentional about the relationship he wants to have with us. He said, let us make man in our image. How many of you have a, 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 a BFF and you like to go to the same restaurant, you listen to the same music, you wear some of the same clothes, right? Life becomes a little bit easier when you're in a relationship with somebody that you've got some common ground with, right? We could agree with that. But it gets even crazier. It really gets even crazier. He says, I want to create I want to create people that have personality and people that have intellect. And I want to create a great capacity in people. And I want to give them potential that mirrors that capacity. But we can dig a little bit deeper in here and we see something insane. It says that he wants to create man in his image and let man rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and over everything on all the earth. God's intended plan from day one is that he wants to rule the world through people. He wants to rule the world through you. He wants you to be the conduit in which he can work through. He's wanted that since day one. And and we can read and continue to read in our Bible and we could see that not long after this moment that things really don't go according to plan, but God doesn't give up on plan A. We could continue to read, and we could read story after story where God shows up and says, I'm going to use people. Because there's really not that many instances in the Bible where God decides he's going to act alone. He wants to have relationships with people, and he wants to rule the world, and he wants us to be the conduit in which he does that. And I'm so thankful that our Bible gives us so many examples of individuals who remind me of myself a little bit, right? They're not perfect. They're imperfect people. They're not qualified to do what they do. Some of them have things that should totally annihilate them from the position. I'm thinking about Moses off the top of my head, and he says, God, I can't, I can't speak, man. I can't, I can't do this. I can't go in front of all these people. And God said, well, it's going to be my words in your mouth, right? See, God's got this thing of he's not just going to call people who are equipped, but he's going to equip people he's going to call, right? God desperately wants to use people for plan A, and he wants a relationship with us. He wants that so bad. Matter of fact, God is absolutely obsessed with you and I. He's obsessed with us. And the crazy thing is, if, if you don't quite have a relationship with him and you're new to church and stuff, that stuff's okay. We're all about that because we know that God's going to take you somewhere and, th- and this word's going to not return void today. But he's even more obsessed with you. Because, see, the Bible says in, in Luke 15 that God's likened to a shepherd that has 99 sheep, but he loses one, and he's more concerned about the one that's lost than the 99 who are found, and he goes and finds the one that's lost, and he brings them back, and he celebrates the, ones that's, the one that's lost. He's even more obsessed about you. So check it out. Raise your hand really quick if you've got kids, nieces, nephews, fur babies. you got some, some pets at the house that are going to wear a Halloween costume this year. 
Um, so check it out. If you were to take your family, whatever, these people, to the park, and you lose one, which one are you worried about? The one that's lost, right? We're about to get in the car and go home, and Austin ain't in there. We got to figure out where he's at right now because we're about to get out of here, right? You're worried about the one that's lost. God is obsessed with us, and he's obsessed with these imperfect versions of us because he knows in our weakness he can exhibit his strength, and he's still willing to use us. The Bible says that not only is he excited about having a relationship with us and he wants to use us, but this plan's happened since the beginning of time. It says that God's wanted this, and he knew you from the foundations of the earth. And when we look at Psalms, we learn that when we go to bed at night and we wake back up, God has spent that entire time still thinking about us and why he wants to have a relationship with us and why he wants to use us to let people know that they matter. Because God knows that we have a relationship with him and he can work through us, then other people can know they matter. That's why it's important when other people matter to us, right? God has just an amazing way of doing that. Psalms also says that that he tailor-made us, right? It says we were knitted in our mother's womb. So while you're in mom's tummy, uh, God was specifically making you for such a time as this. That's an incredible thought. I'm relieved to know today that through Jesus and through Jesus, I'm able to have a relationship with God where he can use me like that. I'm excited about this First John idea of being the conduit in which I can reproduce God's love to me to somebody else. That fires me up. I want to pull it right back up for a second because I think it's going to allow us to, to kind of travel somewhere else in Scripture, too, that's going to really help bring this idea to us today. It says that no one's ever seen God at any time, but if we love one another, then God abides in us and his love is perfected in us, right? So we know that loving someone else is evidence of showing God abiding in us and then that love is perfected through us. And I love what John does right here. In this letter in 1 John, the same guy who wrote the Gospel of John in your Bible, he... Um, He's writing a letter, and he's kind of hitting a couple themes, and one of which is the idea of knowing, seeing, and experiencing God through just the lens of love. And I love what he says in the very beginning of this verse because he says that, you know, no one's ever seen God uh, any time but if we love one another, and it continues. And I, I love the fact that, that John's willing to admit that there are um, some metaphysical challenges for us to think and experience just this omnipresent, omniscient God, right? It's such a difficulty for us as humans to be able to wrap our head around um, how big and how grand God is. But John's saying, look, if we have a relationship with God, right, and if we're loving each other and that's evident and that's the fruit of that relationship, then God's love has just reached its full measure when it got reproduced through us to somebody else, that is why it matters to God that people matter to us. It's his love come full measure, reproduced through us, right? So I know what you're thinking right now. PT, I'm just as fired up about this as you are, but how do we do it? <clears throat> you matter weak. But um, I can tell you how we do it today, but I would love to point us towards a scripture that I believe is going to tell us how to have this ultra-winning mindset to thinking about how we're going to approach other people. Right? And I think that's going to really help gel this together because I think we just don't need to talk about it. We need to be about it. Right? And if we get that mindset right, if we get our mind right, then we can get our grind right. You down with that? Hey, touch your neighbor and tell them get their mind right today.
Now touch your other neighbor and tell him, get your grind right today. That's right. We're about to get our grind right, Radiate Church. Check it out. So we're going to visit Philippians, and we're going to go to chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. First Philippians uh, 2, 1 through 4. I'm really silly. I like saying the number one in front of books of the Bible that they're only one of. It's just kind of a goofy thing. Um, but that's just a dumb thing. But anyway, we're going to read this really quick. Um, and Paul's writing to the church in Philippi right now. They had sent some, they sent him a gift and they were sending some things to him. So he's sending them a letter back. And Paul's talking about this mindset that we, we need to adopt. If we could adopt a way of thinking um, about other people, we can overcome division and we can unify and come together and let people know that they matter. Because if we aren't, if our thinking's not right, if our mind's not right, then our grind's not going to be right. Okay, so we're going to pick up really quick in Philippians, and it says this, therefore, therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any affection and compassion, verse 2, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Let's keep rolling. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourself. And lastly, do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interests of others, right? And there are three things we're going to take from this today, and I'm not going to take an incredibly long time, but I really, I love this because I think if we truly can get our mind right, we can get our grind right on this. And this is some food for thought of how we can look at the world around us and look at people and we can truly be like first John four twelve says, we can be the conduit in which Jesus works through the way Jesus rules the world. And he, we can let somebody else know they matter. Right. And the first thing I want us to pick up on is this subject of alignment. Alignment. Man, it's such a God thing. So we had a we have a team rally each and every morning where all of our team members come together and um uh Erica Peak, she's one of our life group leaders here, led it this morning, and she was actually teaching on the subject of alignment, and she was teaching how she's a, um, a middle school teacher, and she has to coach her kids on how to open up a locker, and how to use the combination to open up the locker, and how sometimes when you don't get that first digit right, you can't get the other ones, and you can't get the locker right open, right? But when you get that first digit right, you can get that alignment started, you can get the locker open. We're going to look at that today, and, and there's something I, I lean on a good bit. I think it's one of a, some cool thought. It's an African proverb. says, if you want to go somewhere fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together, right? Paul's saying, listen, there's a whole church of you guys, but you guys have to come together under one purpose, under one vision. Come together and put all these differences and put all these things that can divide us aside. Put those things aside so we can come together and focus on one singular purpose because if we're united, then whenever we approach people, whenever we approach something like a You Matter Week, people truly know that they matter to us, right? And we, we need to let people know that it's all about them and it's not about us. We need to come together under one vision. Now, here's where it's going to get a little tough and it's going to get a little sticky for a second. Um, with that being said, if we're coming under one purpose, that means we have to submit our personality to that purpose. And that's where it gets a little tough at, right? Because I know sometimes we can say like, you know, well, hey, I'm just a really matter-of-fact guy. I just like tell it how it is. Well, that only works so many times until somebody gives you a stone-cold stunner or a judo chop to your neck, right? Right, Shane? That doesn't, like, that doesn't work that often, right? We can't do that forever. 
And I know there's a lot of times you can look at the exact opposite of that, right? Well, I'm shy. Well, shy, I'm Travis. I'm one of the pastors here. And get this, it'd be really helpful if you could just high-five somebody and let them know they matter. Because guess what? I don't know if they're going to go home and try to use tonight. Uh-oh. I don't know if they're going to go home and consider taking their own life tonight. That is why we sacrifice our personality for a singular vision and a singular purpose. It, if, if, if I'm serving on our operations team under Austin and I don't like getting up early, for me to be able to serve his team and serve his vision and create a place where we can create a church where God's going to fill and lives can change, i got to sacrifice my personality of not wanting to get up early. That's how you sacrifice your personality for a singular purpose. But it's not just the fact that we have to, to align. I mean, Paul definitely knocked that out of the part off the bat, but he also said that we have to, we have to operate with humility as well. And uh, we have to be very humble about things. And I know humility is kind of a word that sometimes we put off because it, it makes us think that, hey, it means I have to um, become less. I'm less of a person if I'm if I'm humble. Well, I would like to challenge you today to think about humility like this, that humility is actually just, instead of thinking less of yourself, it's about thinking of yourself less often, right? Because like in my house, I can't say that it's all about my wife, Ashley, and my daughter, Hannah, when it's all about me. I can't tell you, hey, you know, family time matters, but just so you know, I got stuff all week. (laughs) Then I'm screaming, it's not about you right now. I'm screaming, it's about me. Humility means we have to check our egos. And Paul even says to himself, we have to watch our agendas. I can't try to push my agenda on you because I'm screaming, it is not about you at that moment. It is about me. It's about what benefits me right now. That is humility. That is learning to be humble. And listen, I think there's a little bit of a dichotomy here, a little caveat. Um, That's kind of interesting. And I was thinking about this as I was preparing for today. And it kind of hit me. And uh, I think somebody in this room is about to get permission to have a hard conversation with somebody. But listen, you guys know we got to be a hot church, right? we got to be humble, open, and transparent about things around here. So check this out. Say, for instance, um, my daughter, she's four months old, so she can't talk. So this, that, this makes the story, A, irrelevant, uh, and B, also takes off the pressure off of any other example I could have given. But say, for instance, that... Um, she does something bad, and all of a sudden, she decides to use a four-letter word, right? And we all know what I'm talking about. You know, where'd you learn that from? But anyway, um, definitely wasn't our house. But uh, um, say she does that. So in this moment, this gives me an opportunity to help develop her. Hey, Hannah, we don't, we don't say stuff like that. We want people to, you know, we want people to learn about Jesus and stuff. And they might not think we're that good of friends with them if we talk like that all the time, you know. Um, but... Uh, If I'm, get this, listen to me, if I'm worried about, in that moment, about teaching her and developing her and correcting her, if I'm worried about what she's going to think about me and less about how it's going to impact her to grow up and to to develop this other side of her character, then I'm still thinking about me in that moment. I'm not thinking about her getting better. Come on, listen to me. That mean, listen, that's the difference between calling somebody out and calling somebody up. If I'm worried how you're going to take it 
and, you, and afraid that you're going to be mad at me and upset at me and you're not going to like me, I'm still thinking about me. I'm not thinking about you. You're not going to grow. You're not going to develop. You're not going to be able to increase your capacity. You're not going to be able to mirror the potential that God's given in you. There's a dichotomy there, too. Humility is also saying, listen, I, I, I want to be able to do whatever I can for you. I, I will become less for you in this moment because it is not about me, right? If we're going to have an ultra-winning mindset, if we're going to say, listen, we want people to matter to us. We want God to work through us. And we want God to say, hey, listen, it matters to me when people matter to you. Then i got to check my agenda. I have to check my ego. And i got to make sure that it is about you in that moment. And the last thing that we're going to pull from Philippians is, uh, is just a subject of, of honor, right? Paul says uh, that we have to esteem others. As a matter of fact, in, in, in another area, in another letter he writes um, in the book of Romans, he says we actually have to lead in honor. We actually have to lead in that, right? So we've seen the word esteem up here, and, and I figured we could use our thesaurus, which is not a dinosaur, it's a book, um, and we could pull that synonym to that word honor. And we talk about honor a lot about here. It means a lot to us. We say we honor up, down, and all around, right? But what are we really saying when we say that? Because this is a mindset, right? This is not just a, a thing that we do. Because I would say giving someone a gift or, you know, being punctual to something, being prepared for something, um, me thinking about you, that is showing honor, right? We're talking about a mindset today. So what I want to present to you is, is, when, is the fact that honor in the Bible means weight, worth, or value. Weight, worth, or value. So check it. If I'm operating under honor and I'm leading in that like Paul wrote in Romans, here's the deal. What it's saying is whenever I encounter you and we're engaging, we're connecting, it's my job. If I'm going to be the vessel that Jesus works through, I got to look at you the exact same way Jesus looks at you. And he was so compelled when he looked at you before the foundations of the earth, he said, I'll go and die for you. How tough is that? Because, see, life gets kind of crazy, and sometimes, you know, it, it, we do tend to think about ourselves a little bit, and it's really tough whenever we're around somebody who might not have the same orientation we do, or they might not be the same color we are, or they might not even believe this the way we do. They might not be as passionate about it the way we are, right? But if I treat you any different or any less, I'm really not saying I see in you exactly what Jesus sees in you because he was willing to die for you. So are my actions and my words and the way that I'm engaging with you a representation of that? Yet again, it's not just a how we do things, but it's a mindset. And we talk about honor up here. It's one of our core values. We do honor up, down, and all around. And I'll summarize what that means for you really quick if you're new to Radiate Churches. Like, listen, we have people here that are pastors, and we call them pastors. We have people here who are leaders, and we respect them. When they ask us to be somewhere at a certain time, we go, hey, I'm going to align with you, man. I understand there's a purpose for what we're doing. I'm going to be all about that because I'm going to put myself aside for a second, right? We honor down. Listen, it, I heard a guy say this one time, and it, it means a lot to me, and I think about it uh, a lot, is that um, there, you, you can't be a shepherd if you don't have any sheep. If somebody's not willing to say, listen, I want to go to that voice. I want to go to Pastor Brandon's voice because I believe he does have a vision for the county that I live in and the community that I live in. Listen, we want to honor down to because I'm so thankful of each and every person that 
attends Radiate Church or attends online, just wants to be a part of what's going on here because we truly are the church, y'all. It's not this building. It's us. I am so thankful for each and every one of you. And I, I want to make sure we're always honoring down to those we get to lead, who we're blessed that God gave us as a gift to get to lead. We honor down. We honor all around, which comes right back to, am I always seeing in someone what Jesus sees in them? Right? So listen, like I said, I'm, I don't have a ton to say today, but I really want to bring one thing home. When we look at 1 John 4.12, I want you to understand that when you have a relationship with God, and if you don't have that today and you say, hey, listen, I feel like I want to forge that for the very first time, we're going to talk about that in a minute, and I'm, I'm going to pray with you with that. But listen, I want us to get today, God wants to change the world through you. He wants you to make a difference in other people's lives. That's why he gets fired up and it matters to him when people matter to you because he knows that when you guys are clicking, that love gets reproduced on someone else, then it has truly become full measure and it's come full circle. That's why it matters to God that people matter to you. So listen, I'm gonna ask you right where you're at just to bow your heads for me. And I'm gonna pray and, and, and I'm, we're gonna kind of approach this two different ways. The first thing I wanna do is I just wanna pray for anyone today who would say that um, I don't quite think I've got that relationship with God figured out. I'm fired up the fact that he loves me so much right where I'm at, but he loves me way too much to leave me there. And I'm so fired up about the fact that he sent his son Jesus to die for my sins so I get that grace and I can enter into a relationship with him and he can work through me. But I need to take step one and forge that relationship today. Listen, if that's you in the building, no one's looking. If you could just slip your hand up and the only reason I'm asking you to do that is you're gonna feel a clipboard come in your hand and just so we can hang out with you after today's experience, get your story and give you resources that we believe is gonna help you on such an amazing journey that you're taking for the first time today. That's you to slip your hand up. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, I want to shift for a moment and talk about if there's anyone in the room who says, listen, I want God to do this and I have a relationship with him, but I'm slipping in a couple of these mindsets, how I can let someone else know they matter to me. Y'all, that is me. That is 100% me in this room too. I want to just pray over anyone who just wants increased boldness and just increase, um, just an increase overwhelming of uh, just a spirit of just hospitality, just to wrap their arms around people, just to be able to, to put their personality aside, just to love on somebody else. If that's you in the room, if you want God to just energize your spirit in here, would you just slip your hand up? Because that's me right now too. Amen. All over the room. I want to pray for each of us really quick. God, thank you so much for what you're doing in the building today. Thank you for showing up well before we got here. And thank you for what you're doing in the hearts and lives of each of us. God, I pray that, God, I pray that you just illuminate yourself in our, our hearts in such a way that walls can come down and we can adopt mindsets like Paul writes where we truly look at people the way that you see them and that we can put ourselves aside long enough 
so that you can work through us and change their heart, change their life. God, we don't always get it right, and we thank you so much for sending Jesus to be, just to be the, the Savior that's able to make this entire thing right, that you extend that grace to us and we can continue to be just imperfect, but continually can be used by you. God, I pray that you encourage us. I pray that you just give us a spirit of bravery. Give us a spirit just of overwhelming love and joy for others and just teach us how to, how to just extend that hospitality to them, even when we don't feel like it sometimes, God, or we just really, we've got some questions ourselves. God, thank you so much for what you're doing in our hearts and our lives, and we thank you for that. And I said, amen. We're so glad you joined us today at the Radiate Church Podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry in any way, let us know. Send us an email at youmatter at radiatechurch.net to share how God is working in your life. Join us in reaching others by investing today at radiatechurch.net slash give. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive weekly messages delivered right to your phone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.